0: Hey there, spooksters. Welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Jessica, and as always, I'm joined by my favorite person and ghoul friend, Tara. Hey, Spooksters. It is officially Spooktober, which is our favorite month of the year because it's Halloween season. Spooky. And it'd be really weird if we were like, we don't like Halloween.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a bit odd.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, if you're new here, welcome in. If you are a returning Spookster, welcome back. We're glad you're here. If you want to hang out with us on social media, you can do so by heading over to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at 3 Girls. We are also have a fantastic, wonderful Facebook group. It's called Three Spook Girls Official. So many great things happen over there from Book Club. We did Secret Satan. You know, anytime we do anything big, it's kind of run through there. You get all the announcements there first. It's literally Tara and I's first stop of making announcements is there. It is, yes. And it's where Tara and I interact, I think, the most with our listeners. Mm -hmm. So if you want to interact with us, you can do so over there. I still owe Anthony the picture of the cow. I know. I'm so sorry. I've been meaning to find the vampire cow. I think it's on our Instagram. It might be forever ago, but I think it's there. I made one, too. Like I think I drew a funny one and then I think I also like made an actual vampire cow. Mhm. I'll try to find what I have. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anyone who knows me knows that I love creepy stories and anything that makes my body go warm. Anytime I'm saying nope, 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 that's a great story. I'm Ash. And I'm Elena. And if you're a weirdo like us and love to cozy up to a creepy tale of the paranormal, or you love to hop in the Wayback Machine and dissect the details of some of history's most notorious crimes, you should tune in to our podcast, Morbid. We provide all the fascinating and sometimes terrifying details you never knew you needed. We also throw in a dash of humor to keep our signature lighthearted nightmare vibe. We've covered infamous cases like H.H. H. Holmes, Jack the Ripper, and the Clutter family murders. And introduced you to cases you may not have heard about, like Tragedy Square and Japan's Haunted Himeji Castle. But that's just the tip. We've been researching some of the creepiest hauntings and scariest paranormal and supernatural stories to get you ready for the most wonderful time of the year. Halloween. You can listen to Morbid wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free on the Amazon Music app.
0: If you want to help support the show, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls or click the link in the link tree. For Little's a Dollar you get a bonus episode each month. Five dollars and up get bonus free ads and they launch the day before. Also five dollars and up patrons get video contents. And if you're enjoying our vital conversations series, those go up as video content over there. So if you're wanting to see like what we're doing while we're interviewing people, it's Mm -hmm. fun. Yeah. I'm really happy. I'm so excited about those going up. We've been sitting on them for a bit because we've started recording those in August. So the magic of podcasting. <laughs> yes. Without further ado, I came across some scary stories written or retold by E.S. Sossler. I'm sorry, I can't. Really, last names everyone knows this about me the reason that i wanted to read this one is (laughs) literally it had a picture of a cat oh i think this is the one that has the yeah this one had a picture of a black cat and if you know me i have a black cat named hades but this story is called wait till emmet comes
1: i don't know if i like
0: this (laughs) (laughs) you're like i too have a black cat now
1: yes i do i do dante is a black cat too
0: actually the picture looked like dante (laughs) (laughs)
1: great
0: (laughs) Because Dante is fluffier than Hades, (laughs) for sure. Okay, a preacher was riding to one of the churches on his circuit late one December evening when darkness fell. It was about to storm, and the only house nearby was an old mansion, which was rumored to be haunted. The preacher clutched his Bible and said, Lord, will you take care of me? He went into the mansion just as the storm broke. He put his horse into the barn and made his way into the house. The door was unlocked. Well, it wanted him to come in because it's unlocked. I mean, that's the way I look at it. That's not true. You shouldn't just go into it. A- unlocked house no that's not an invitation like (laughs) the fuck (laughs) we learned this in the beauty and the beast (laughs) (laughs) yes he went into a large room which contained a fireplace that filled one wall Ooh. there was wood laid for a fire he laid a match to it and then the preacher sat to read his bible gradually the fire burnt down to a heap of coals as a storm howled around the mansion the preacher was roused from his reading by a sound He looked up from his Bible. A very large black cat was stretching itself. Oh, so it is Hades. It's a very large black cat. Oh, great. Yeah. Great. Then it walked to the fire and sat down among the red hot coals. It picked up a coal in its paw and licked it slowly. The cat got up, shook off the ashes and walked to the foot of the preacher's chair. It's fixed blazing yellow eyes upon him. Black tail lashing and said, quietly, wait till Emmett comes. Oh, it's a talking cat. Ew. The preacher jumped from Genesis to Matthew in shock. Oh, no, just super jumped. What jumpy. the fuck? Like in the Bible, he was like reading Genesis and was like, oh, Jesus. And then like literally found Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's like today I, I made a Methuselah joke to another person who was raised in like a super religious household. And he's like, I get your joke. It's funny. I was like, thank you, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> he had never heard a cat talking before nervously he kept reading his bible muttering to himself the lord will take care of me two minutes later another cat came into the room it was black as midnight and as large as the biggest dog it lay among the red hot coals lazily batting them with his enormous paws then it walked over to the other cat and said what shall we do with him wait is he in it oh no the first cat replied We should not do anything until Emmett comes. If I had just held on, I would have known. (laughs) The two cats, black as midnight, sitting watching the preacher who read through the gospels at top speed, aware of blazing yellow eyes watching him. A third cat, big as a tiger, (gasps) entered the room. At that point, it's just a fucking tiger, guys. Yeah. The other ones are just small tigers. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's like panthers and baby panthers because it's supposed
0: to be black cats. Oh, my God. That's why we get black cats is because they look like little panthers. Mm -hmm. It went to the fire full of red hot coals and rolled among them, chewing them and spitting them out. Then came over to the other two cats facing the preacher in the chair. What shall we do with him? It growled at the others. We should not do anything until Emmett comes. The other cats replied. Who the fuck is Emmett? Together. We're going to find out, Tara. Is it going to be a Godzilla cat? (laughs) For much, the preacher flipped Revelations, looking fervently around the room. He closed his Bible and stood up. Good night, cats. Glad of your company. But when Emmett comes, you done tell him I've been here and went. End of story. Snap. The moral of this story is: stand up for
1: yourself against evil talking cats and sass your way out of there.
0: I think. The moral he missed of the story is, if you have three fucking talking cats, befriend them.
1: Oh, yes, this is true.
0: Every video game with a talking cat has told me that there's about to be a side mission, and I'm about to like it. The next story is The Goblin of Easton. Oh, Written by the same author. Okay. This is a Pennsylvania ghost story. Oh, okay. There was once a monk at a mission who loved money and power more than he loved God. Wow, this is a lot of religious. I did not know this. I was like, I want the jump scare for terror, so I can't know ahead of time. <laughs> Jesus. He would hear the confessions of the good folks who attended the mission and then he would blackmail them into giving him gold and silver to keep <gasps> their darkest secrets.
1: Triflin.
0: Oh, you dirty bird. Triflin. Yeah, he is a triflin monk. He turned many awayward sinner's feet towards the fires of hell rather than the gates of heaven, encouraging their crimes in secret while he reviled them in public. It was after he beat one poor old woman to death that the evil monk was imprisoned and sentenced to hang for his crimes. As he should, do not beat up old women they cannot defend themselves. Unless she's Bathilda Bagshaw and then it's a snake. <laughs> but just after he was cut down from the noose and pronounced dead, his corpse began to transform before the horrified eyes of the people the face twisted and a small tusk sprung from either side of his nose his shock of white hair grew long and greasy and two pointed canines emerged from the slit of his mouth the goblin monk opened eyes that glowed yellow even in the light of the noonday, and sprung to his feet, now ended with claws rather than toes. People screamed and fled, and no prayer from his former brothers in faith could banish the goblin. It disappeared deep into the forest, only to return at night and prey upon monks of the mission who had been responsible for its death. After five of the brothers had fallen to the goblin, the rest of the monks abandoned the mission and moved to another part of the country. Since that time, the mission house has slowly fallen to ruin. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> Tara's like, damn. I have no comment.
0: <laughs> no comment. Okay. This one is a bit longer, but you'll like the name oh boy bloody mary returns <laughs> cover your mirrors bitches <laughs> and if you're in
1: your car too fucking bad <laughs> <laughs> you got auto mirrors i don't know Sorry. what to tell you just
0: flip it up i don't know how to tell you. but what are you gonna do
1: about the rear mirror
0: that's what, what i meant don't look in the side mirrors just rip the rip the rear view mirror off the wall just just Say rip it Yes. Off. I'm just kidding. No, don't the, do the, that. The
1: one like right above on the ceiling.
0: The rear view mirror.
1: Yeah. You said rip on the side.
0: No, rip that off the ceiling. Oh, okay. I was like, not the side. What? I think I called it the wall. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I do not confused people. It's fine. Right? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Okay. I'm just a little punch drunk, guys. The lack of sleep over the last few days is getting to Jessica. <laughs> it's okay. My stepmother was vile. I guess most kids think that when their father remarries. But in this case, it was true. She only married father because he was rich and she hated children. Oh. There were three of us. Me, Marie, my middle brother, Richard, and my youngest brother, Charles. We were the price my stepmother, Greta, Paid for being rich. We were all that stood between her and inheriting father's money when he died. So she took steps against us. She sent my youngest brother Charles away to boarding school overseas. It had a good scholarly reputation and had the reputation of being a hard school that was full of bullies and strict discipline. Not a place for a delicate child like Charles, who had been sickly as a baby and wouldn't thrive. He was miserable there. However, Greta contrived to keep him there for all but summer vacation or summer holidays. And when he came home the first year, he was pale and thin with dark circles under his eyes that looked like bruises. Mm. He cried. He actually cried when father told him he had to go back to school. Mm. But father didn't listen to him. Greta thought it would be good for Charles to go there. So Charles went. I did everything I could, encouraging letters, daily phone calls, until Greta said it was too expensive and restricted calls to five minutes once a month. Oh, that poor poor Charles.
1: For real.
0: I even got father to book me a ticket to Europe so I could visit Charles. Greta was enraged when she found out. Her blue eyes went so cold, it made chills run through my spine, and her pink mouth thinned into a bitter line that bade ill for me since I dared to interfere. Two days before my plane left to Europe, the school called and told us Charles had climbed up to the tallest tower and flung himself off. <gasps> he was
1: dead. Oh my god. She killed him?
0: By proxy, yeah, for sure Z's. Yeah. Father was shocked, of course, and Greta was quietly triumphant. For months, father paid more attention to Richard and myself than he had since our mother died. But Greta was beautiful and had winning ways about her and soon drew father's attention away. And now one of her hated stepchildren were dead. She focused on another. Poor Richard was next. Richard was a sturdy chap who was about to enter high school, and he was really into sports. He would have thrived at the boarding school that had killed Charles, so Greta sent him to an art school instead. He hated it, but Greta told father he had talent, so there he went. You'd think father would have learned his lesson with Charles, but Richard was a survivor, and he grimly practiced piano and violin when he would have rather played soccer and football, but Greta was clever. She introduced Richard to a couple of high school boys who were everything Richard craved to be, rich, popular, and on the football team, and into drugs. Greta made sure Richard had a very large allowance and kept increasing it as Richard was drawn deeper and deeper under the influence, until one day Richard overdosed, and Greta had one stepchild left me it was so dark for real oh my god <laughs> i'm so glad i saved to for the last <laughs> yes i love this i was sure sure that greta knew richard was doing drugs in his room that day she knew he was ill and possibly dying in there if she quote unquote found him even 10 minutes sooner his life would have been saved so the doctor said and i believed him but father wouldn't believe me He was angry whenever I said anything against Greta and told me to hold my tongue. Still, I knew I was next, and I was sure father wouldn't live long after willing his fortune over to his wife. I decided that Greta was too bad, and I would run away and live secretly with my aunt in New Jersey until I was 18. From the moment Richard's body was found in his room, I forced myself to be a model child. My homework was done on time. I was polite to Greta and all her friends. I went on all the family excursions with Greta and father, even the dangerous ones like shark fishing. Who takes their kids shark fishing? (laughs) I mean... Not a life I live. (laughs) (laughs) Same. (laughs) Also, skirt of sharks. (laughs) You can be sure that I took care to be seasick indoors and stayed away from the edge of the boat. Greta was clever with her tricks. Everyone thought it was an accident the time. We were out shopping and I fell into the subway in front of an oncoming train. I managed to roll out of the way on time, but it was way too close for comfort. Girl, I would have just not come out. I would have (laughs) just pretend the train took me and then I would have (laughs) ran. No kidding. I'm like... Bitch, I'm out. I had almost ran away when father brought me the sad news that my aunt in New Jersey had died suddenly in her sleep, poisoned by a person or persons unknown. Mm. I was appalled. How had Greta known? She had, I could tell by the smirk on her face. That bitch, I know she a fucking bitch for sure. For real, what the fuck? Just be <laughs> like, hey, give me your money. I'm sure this girl would be like, here's my money. Stay away from me. Literally, I went to my room that night and locked myself in to think. I could run away, but the money wouldn't last long. I'd need to finish high school, or my chances of getting a good job were nil. Besides, Greta would still be out there somewhere, and if she could hire someone to poison my only living relative besides father she could hire someone to kill me, whether I was living at home or not. Ooh, I wonder if she hired someone to actually, like, throw Charles off the tower. That's what I'm saying! Yeah, like, not that he was depressed and threw himself off.
1: No, that's what I'm saying! She murdered him! <laughs> oh, jeez! <laughs> the plot thickens! I'm invested.
0: There was only one thing I could think of, and it was a terrible thing. A family secret passed down from my mother's side for generations, but it involved a witch named Bloody Mary. Ooh who once tried to kill my many times great-grandmother and used the child's blood to make herself younger and beautiful forever. (gasps) The witch had been stopped by the child's father, my many times great-grandfather, in the nick of time, and the witch had been cursed as he burned it at the stake. Cursed his mirror and the mirrors of all the men who had condemned her to death at the stake so that anyone saying her name in front of the mirrors would invoke her her revengeful spirit.
1: I'm so excited. It's gonna get good.
0: Oh my god.
1: I, I totally forgot about the Bloody Mary part. I was so into like I know. This evil stepmom.
0: This is written by the same author. The other two were good, but this is like so good.
1: This feels like tea from whatever year it's set in.
0: Right? It's like this kind of feels like the girl has been like is at the police station doing a flashback yes. montage of like this is what happened to me.
1: They're sitting in the interview room where it's the metal metal table and all of that shit. And he's brought her some coffee that tastes like ass. And she's like, thank you. And then they're like, go on. And then this is the story
0: she tells. Right. I'm so I'm so here for it. The story had gotten mixed up over the years as it passed down first in their village and then all over the country. These days, school children everywhere scared themselves silly, chanting Bloody Mary's name in front of darkened mirrors during sleepover parties and nothing happened to them. So no one believed in the curse. Of course, no one knew the real story of Bloody Mary. I have now said it three times and there's a mirror behind me. I'm just lying. But you're not looking into it. So you're fine. It's true. And I'm not looking into my computer either. So that can't be that can't count. (laughs) Just wanting that to be out there. It was a deep secret handed down by the villagers long ago. But I was a direct descendant. And I knew how to summon the witch. You had to use the mirror owned by someone in the direct bloodline of one of the original families that lived in Bloody Mary's village. And the witch's name must be spoken by candlelight at a certain number of times in their native tongue. Oh, so we all save because I'm saying it in English. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. It was an evil thing to do, I know, but it was the only way to save my life. It was either Greta or me, which I get, girl. Like Greta, coming for your ass. Mm-hmm. If I didn't fight back, I was dead. So I took my hard-earned money and went to a specialty store and bought hand-dipped beeswax candles, black ones. I followed my mother's directions, carefully placing them at certain intervals around the living room so that they reflected in a huge mirror behind the couch. Then I lit one, speaking the spell passed down in my mother's family, and I waited. Father was away on a business trip, and Greta was out at the party with her latest boyfriend. Oh, she cheats too? She came home late, scolded me for staying up to study. Her voice was playful and light. I hated that voice. It made her sound like she was nice, but there was also a note of suspicion underlying her words, and she stared hard at the flickering black candles.
1: So, like, umbrage, high pitchness.
0: Hi! Yeah, <laughs> no. Holding a seance, little Marie, she asked, emphasizing the word little, knowing I hated when she called me that. Mm. I was just working by candlelight, I said, menacingly turning the page of my textbook. Greta frowned. You know, little Marie, I think it's time we had a talk. She said, walking over to the mirror behind the couch, primping her hair. Yes, I said softly. We should. You killed my brothers and my aunt, and I won't let you kill me. Greta laughed. As if you stood a chance against me, she said, fluffing her long blonde hair above her shoulders. I spoke the name of Bloody Mary in the native tongue of my ancestors once, twice, three times. Inside the mirror, the image of Greta burst into flames (gasps) another face looked out it was a malevolent face with a twisted old crone ruined with age and altogether evil i ducked behind the chair as greta gave a scream of sheer terror her eyes fixed on the witch as i watched her from my hiding place he burst forth from the flame blistering her beautiful alabaster skin why is it always the evil stepmoms have alabaster skin why can't they just be tan i don't know like why aren't they like having a nice like sun glow (laughs) i could hear the flames roaring as the witch laughed evilly and held out her arms towards my stepmother greta croned bloody mary come to me greta (laughs) and she took my stepmother into her arms greta's terrifying scream was suddenly cut off and the flames disappeared as suddenly as they came when i peeked out from behind the couch greta and bloody mary were gone i called father at his hotel the next morning to tell him that greta hadn't slept at home would while it was true that's literally what they wrote while it was true (laughs) he wasn't pleased he called a few of her friends from his hotel room and quickly discovered that she'd been carrying on with another man
1: (gasps) that bitch
0: the fucking audacity of her
1: literally oh my god
0: like, come on, lady. You were planning to kill this one, kill this stepdaughter, and then the husband. You couldn't wait like a few months. Come on. Literally. With several, if the truth be told. Oh. Mm. Father hated infidelity. He flew home at once to confront Greta, but she was still missing, presumed run away with one of her flames. Ha! Ha! I see what he did there. <laughs> Somehow, father managed to divorce Greta without even trying to find her. And since she had no family in the area except us, everyone accepted the cover story and no one tried to locate her. Greta was gone for good and father and I were safe. At last. Damn. That story had so many turns. Literally. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you were like, oh, my God, I totally forgot we were talking about Bloody (laughs) (laughs) Like, legit. I was so wrapped up. (laughs) I was like, "Uh, okay. Yeah, no, that was good. That's great. I'm here for this. I'm here for this. Yes. Okay. Well, that's all I have for today And the stories. I have read you three now, and I hope you got a little spooked out. I mean, the last one for sure. Yeah. I do want to know who Emmett is and if Emmett is just a bigger cat you know what would have been a great twist? If Emmett had been like like a golden retriever <laughs> Oh my god Like loving and kind and you're like well wait till Emmett comes but Emmett's gonna come and bring snickerdoodles Yeah. Thank you so much for listening we hope you enjoyed it and we will be back on Thursday with another Vital Conversations Toodles guys! Bye!